Well, good morning, church. It is great to be back here with all of you again this morning. I got to just tell you, I love the fact that we're a part of a church that comes every Sunday morning and we praise our awesome God and we continually celebrate lives being changed by Jesus Christ. I mean, that is the purpose of the church, to worship God and to reach people for Jesus. And the fact that we are able to do that, God allows us to do that here, is absolutely awesome. If you are new with us around here, if you're a guest with us today, welcome. We are super excited that you are here with us. We, we hope that when you walk through the doors, you're made to feel like you're welcome. We hope that when you walk through the doors, you're made to feel like you're wanted. And we, it's our hope that you're willing to come back and join us another Sunday, next Sunday, as we continue to pursue Jesus and the life that he has for every single one of us in this room. As we get going this morning, gang, open your Bibles, if you would, to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17, we're going to be starting at verse 14 today. Matthew 17, verse 14. If you grab the Bible on the way in, you will find it on page 670. 670. Matthew 17. You know, this week we're taking our next step in this series that we started called Crazy Faith. Crazy faith is simply trusting God with our everything, that when he calls us out to do something, or calls us to go somewhere, we actually take our first steps. We actually take the first steps to not fully knowing what's in front of us, but we trust God with our everything that we actually do just that. Crazy faith is relying on God. Relying on God for doing what we can't see, knowing that he can do exceedingly more than you and I can ask or imagine. It's believing in God and absolutely that when he calls us to do something crazy, crazy to us, crazy to people around us, we do it. We take those steps. We move forward because we understand that he is only, he's the only one who can walk us through. It's getting us to the edge of something that, man, I'm like, oh, my word, I don't dare take this next step, but I believe and trust in my awesome God that I'm going to do just that. You know, it's believing that God can heal a marriage, even after divorce papers have been served, sounds crazy, sounds impossible, but nothing's impossible for him. It's believing that God can bring families together that have been separated for years because there's controversial situations, but they can actually come together for a holiday and celebrate it and have a good time. Some of you are in that boat right now. You have families like, I don't even dare get together with them. Well, God's an awesome God. Nothing's impossible for him. Sounds crazy, but it's just faith. God, it's believing that God, an idea that you have a coworker or a neighbor or a family member that is so vile, so condescending when it comes to faith, that believe in God fully and completely that one day they can be sitting right next to you. They can have this, the faith of their own and this awesome Jesus. And all God's doing is asking you to invite them to come and hear about him. Crazy, crazy faith. Maybe it's God calling you to do something different in life. To start a business, to go into missions or ministry or to do something you never thought was possible. 
See, crazy faith is confidence in what we hope for and full assurance what we can't see, but we decidedly look at our God and say, this is, I know who he is. I'm going to take my first steps in faith anyways. And that's what we're going to be walking towards this morning, understanding what our first steps are. Our first steps towards crazy faith is this thing called baby faith. What does it mean to have baby faith. And so I backed this all up and I started thinking through my mind and said, everything in life has a starting point. Even our own lives have a starting point, right? And life begins at conception. It starts at conception and then we grow in our mother's wombs and the day that comes out, we actually physically give birth into this world as babies. And as babies, you know, we have dependency on God. We have infants, we're dependent on our parents. And that's just the beginning of our lives. Well, that is also true when it comes to our faith. Our faith is very, very similar. Faith needs to have a starting point. Maybe it's God calling you to himself, man. He's been rocking your world with some stuff that you just don't understand. So you have to try to figure him out and who this Jesus is. And does he really love me? Is God really real? Maybe God's doing that right now. Maybe God put someone in your life to share the message of hope. So you have the seeds of life banging between your ears and you're trying to figure out what to do with it. Is it real? What should I do? Should I walk out? Should I stay? And then many of us in this room have done just that, walk through that process, and we realize that we can't go th- through life or don't want to spend the rest of our life without this guy named Jesus being our Lord and Savior. So we come to the point where we realize we need to surrender our lives to him, and we're getting ready to cross over what I call that threshold of faith. And as we step over the threshold of this faith, we surrender our lives, and that's where faith is born truly in our life. We believe, we trust, and we take that step, and we surrender. Our faith is born, and it's in its baby stage. And as we follow it along, it leads us to this crazy stage. But faith has to start somewhere, right? And it starts with us focusing on the baby steps. Baby faith. It's not unless and less effective. I think actually sometimes baby faith, baby faith is way more effective because it's foundation building blocks what leads us to crazy faith. Right now you're open to a passage of scripture that's going to walk us through this idea of what baby faith looks like. See, Jesus was just before this was on this mountaintop experience with three of his disciples. They're on top of this mountain and, and they see Jesus in all his glory. And then he turned around and they look again and they see Jesus talking to Moses and Elijah. By the way, both of those guys are spiritual giants of faith. And he's having a conversation with them. And then the disciples are sitting there and they hear God's voice. Oh, my word. This is my son. Whom I'm well pleased. Follow him in obedience. Had this mountaintop experience. And Jesus and his disciples start coming off to the mountain. And you read in verse 14, they come into a crowd. Look where it says, that when they came to the crowd, the crowd, the man approached him, Jesus, approached Jesus and knelt before him, Lord, have mercy on my son. 
He has seizures and suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire, into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Let's just stop right there. These guys are coming off the mountain. They come into a crowd. This guy comes before Jesus, and he brings, he says, I brought my son to your disciples, and they couldn't heal him. Which I find very, very interesting. Because in Matthew chapter 10, just before this, verse 1, it actually says Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them the authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. He gave them the authority. He said, this is what you're, I'm allowing you to do and you want you to do. But when it came to it, they couldn't. And Jesus responds, you unbelieving and perverse generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. And then he rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. And then it goes on to say the disciples came to Jesus in private. I can't imagine they would approach him in front of a crowd. I mean, he just called them out saying, you guys... I gave you all the authority to do exactly that, but you have such little faith, you didn't. And so they came to private and said, Jesus, why couldn't we drive it out? He says, you have little faith. You have little, little faith. I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing is impossible for you. So I started thinking through this and I'm trying to understand what baby faith is. Baby faith is you and I have, it starts and you and I have an ability to trust God at his word. Be able to trust God at his word. He said this so we can believe him. He said it, we can believe it. If we find it in his word, we can see it that it's going to roll out and happen. We trust God at his word. Jesus told his disciples what they could do but they didn't trust him in his word and couldn't do that. Over the past several months, many of you have been in your gardens, in your fields, planting flowers. You know, Terry Proctor just showed me her gorgeous vegetable garden. I walked away disgusted because I don't like vegetables. Um, but it was all pretty and she was excited and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So you've been planting Right? So you know when things start with a seed, it starts very, very small. Now, you know that I can't grow a thing in my life. In fact, you know, we have, my wife helps reach out, ask Bob for help growing anything at our house. Right? We've like, we got plants dying. Call Bob. 911 is Bob for us. Right? He helps us walk us through it because we can't grow a thing in our home. But I do know that seeds are small. And it's kind of like as if Jesus took, picked up a mustard seed or used something they, these guys would understand and said, you know, this is it. And if I had a mustard seed in my hand, I don't. But if I did, you could put it through my two fingers and you couldn't see it. And so if Jesus just looked around and said, okay, these guys understand what a mustard seed was. And then he starts looking around and he finds something ridiculously large. Maybe the mountain they just came off where they had an amazing experience with God, right? Maybe it was that. And he turned around and said, okay, guys. You could have a faith this small, and you could tell that mountain to go from here to there. This small. 
this baby little infant-sized kind of faith. It can be this small, and you can take something that ridiculously large and tell it to move, and it will move. See, I don't think you and I live our lives that way. In fact, I think you and I get this backwards a lot. Well, you and I think we need this mountain-sized thing of faith to handle a small-sized seed problem in life. We do. God brings us something he wants to call us out to. It's a small step. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't do that because I don't have this mountain-sized faith. Jesus says that's not true. You don't need a mountain-sized faith. You just need a pure baby faith, size of a seed, trusting me at my word and taking your first steps. Seed-sized faith is all we need for God to do what he said he will do. Plain and simple. This small. But because we get it backwards, because we think that we need this mountain-sized faith to do this small task in front of us, when God calls us out to do something, to go somewhere, to reach someone, just, just completely out of our comfort zone, You and I start throwing God a whole bunch of excuses. We look at our our little seed in our hand like, baby, that's not enough, God. You want me to call me in this amazing moment. I got to trust you, but I don't have enough faith. God's like, no, you do. It's called baby faith. And baby faith is trusting me at my word if I'm calling you to do this or live a certain way or go somewhere or reach someone. Trust me. Trust me. And you find that in the Bible, all the way through the Bible, by the way. I'm so thankful that God gave us the word because I see like so many times looking at me, I'm like, Rich, you're dingling. What are you doing? And I look at the Bible like, oh man, there's a whole bunch of those guys in there. That's awesome. I'm not alone. We're not alone. You read through this. Moses. Moses in the book of Exodus. Exodus verses uh, chapter 3 and 4. Go back and read it this afternoon. God called Moses to go lead the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery. So Moses is standing there and a burning bush happened. It's not burning. It's on fire. He's having a conversation with God. He says, I want you to go, Moses. I don't know why I do a deep voice, but I always sound like God sounds like that. Moses. I want you to go. And and what does Moses do? Throwing out all these stinking excuses of why he is not the one. He's not the one. He doesn't have what it takes. I can't speak, God. I'm not eloquent speech. They're not going to believe me. No one's going to listen to me. I've kind of ran away. You don't want to deal with this. Over and over, he's a king phrase saying, but God. Moses, I want you, but God. But you're going to tell them, but God. I'm going to say, but God. You and I all the time because we think we have a mountain-sized, we need mountain-sized faith. When God says you need a mustard-seed-sized faith, you and I throw, but God, all the time. Gideon is another guy who was called by God to go lead his people. And as soon as God called him, he quickly listed out a bunch of reasons why what God was asking him to do was absolutely crazy. You've gone and lost your mind. You know, I come from the smallest tribe where the people don't think highly of us. I get a dysfunctional family. Me too. But God was calling him to do something amazing. 
And he thought he had to have this huge size faith and everything together. And God goes, no, 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 no. Just trust me at my word. Trust me at my word, what I've called you to do. A baby step. That if God says it, I can believe it. If we can find it in his word, we can understand that it's going to truly come to fruition. We can trust in God. See, I believe if you and I would start living consistent moments of baby faith out in our lives, we would start seeing more of God's promises unfold in our lives. Baby, like, God, I believe you. I trust you at your word. I read it, and I believe it, and I follow you. I take you at your word. If we did just that, our lives would be radically different a year from now. That we can say, I know, when God says says this, I know what he's going to do. When God says, I will never leave you or forsake you, I know my God will always be with me no matter where I am at. When God says the the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective, I know that my prayer moves the hand of God in the hearts of people. When God says, do not be anxious, But in everything, right, give it to him, he will give us peace. I know it's going to happen. No matter what I'm walking through right now, no matter what I'm going to walk through next week, next month, next year, I understand that he's going to give me some crazy peace that I can't fully understand. It's going to guard my heart and my mind, and I'm just going to follow him. Why? Because in baby faith, I'm going to take God at his word. So how do we get there? How do you and I actually start living this out, taking God at his word? How do we start building these baby faith block moments in our life to see him transform us to be more like his son and do some amazing things for the kingdom? I think it starts with one is dependency. I think it starts with dependency. Depending on God for everything. Look back at verse 14. It says, when they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls in the fire and the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. So let me just think about this right now. Let me ask you, who are you dependent on? Who or what are you dependent on life? Is it Jesus? See, I think the older we become, the more dependent on ourselves we become. The more we experience in life, the more we feel and think that we have all together. We got the ability. We have the answers. We don't truly rely and dependency in God. This guy came before Jesus Bent on his knees, showing Jesus authority by calling him Lord. He was sold out, dependent on Jesus for the answer. He tried whatever he could do. He even brought him to the disciples. So I'm going to bring him to the, his people first. And then he realized, no, no, what I truly need to do, I need to bring this before Jesus himself. Because he's the only one who can take care of my son's situation. Let me ask you again, 
What are you dependent on? Who are you dependent on? Are you looking to bring your problems, your answers, and your worries to other people? Or you want to bring them back before Jesus, the only one who can truly walk you through what you're facing? Are you dependent on your own wisdom and experience? Or are you going to bring yourself before Jesus, who's all-knowing? Yeah, see, we miss it. The older we get, more dependent on ourselves we get. And we stop living every single day in full dependence of a mighty, powerful God. So let me ask you right now. What are you walking through that you need to bring before Jesus? What are you dependent on right now that you're caring for yourself and it comes to the foot of the cross and give it to Jesus, the only one who can walk you through, every, through everyday situations? What are you carrying that, that you just need to hand over? What are you trying to have control over that needs to come before him? Because if you're in control, if you have the answers, you have the ability, man, you are not dependent on God, you're depending on yourself. Is it Jesus or you? Is it Jesus or others? See, baby faith starts with dependency. Us being dependent on God because we take him at his word. Let's bring it back to actual physical babies, right? Let's think about it this, this, this way. When you were a baby, who here could feed themselves? Nobody. When you were a baby, who here could change your own diaper? Your parents wish you could. If you were a baby, who could feed your own, your own selves? I mean, you, I prepared my own food, baby. I haven't. None of us. Because when we're babies... We are so dependent on our parents. We needed them to provide for us. We looked to them for answers. That's the same thing with a baby faith. We become completely dependent on our Heavenly Father, trusting Him. That even we don't know what's in front of us, even we don't know what the answer is going to be at the end or the results, we trust God as word. And that's the second step. Growing, grow, baby faith grows by trusting. It starts with our complete dependency, and then it turns around every day walking in full trust of who he is. Look at verse 17. It says, you unbelieving and perverse generation." How long should I stay with you? How long should I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon and came out of him, and the boy was healed at that moment. Not only with this guy was he dependent on Jesus, he fully trusted Jesus with his own flesh and blood. He brought him for, um, for the king of kings and said, I fully trust in who you are and what you are going to do. It's you and I fully trusting in God's character. Even if everyone else in life has failed us, friends, you can trust God. 
even if you have never trusted anyone in your life. You've always looked to the person staring back at you in the mirror as the one you can only rely on. I want to tell you right now, God can be your rock, your stronghold, stronghold, your fortress, your redeemer if you let him. I bet you there's some people in this room right now that have a whole truckload of reasons why they can't trust anyone. Not even God. But I think sometimes you and I have short-term memory issues to the faithfulness of God in our lives. See, we're really quick to bring up the things that we feel like he's failed us in or think that he's missed out in, didn't answer in. But if we actually stop and look back in our life, we can see how God's been faithful in our lives more times than not, that we think that he's not there. He is faithful. He can be trusted. And I think what we need to do is we need to pull God out of our human standard. Right? We bring God down to our standard so we can try to understand and, and, and figure him out. But, but in that same process, we look at our awesome God who is amazing and perfect and holy and mighty in every way as the same lens as the broken people who are around us. Well, I can't look at them because they, they lied to me. They, they stole from me. That, and so we look at God and we say, okay, we can't even trust you either. And that is so wrong. We need to pull God out of that human standard and look at him for who he is, knowing we can fully trust in him. And by the way, if you're a follower of Jesus and you fully trust on him to be with him all eternity, right, forever and ever, amen, that means you can take what's right in front of you right now and bring it in front of him with the same kind of trust. Stop relying on yourself. Stop relying on your own ability, your own skills, your own experience, and bring that right before God and say, God, I'm giving it to you because you are a man of your word. You can't have faith in someone you don't trust. So if we're building blocks of faith, baby faith, going to the crazy faith, man, we need to have the complete dependence on God, and we need to trust him fully and completely every single day of our lives, knowing that he knows what's best. And then it turns around, and we start asking him. We start asking, baby faith happens by asking going to God and have a conversation. If your Bible's open, turn forward one book to Mark chapter 9, or we can follow along on the screen. Mark writes about the same situation that we're reading right now, same real-life situation. But Mark shares an added component that pulls this idea of baby faith together by you and I asking. Look at this on the screen. Jesus asked the boy, Father, how long has it been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has thrown him into the fire or the water to kill him. But if you can do anything, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. See, not only this guy was fully dependent on Jesus, not only did he come to him and trusted Jesus with his son, he turned around and he asked something for Jesus. Take pity on us, help us. Now, someone read that and think, okay, well, he asked in such a sheepish way or a doubtful way. 
At least he asked. At least he went to him and asked. I look at the question and I see so much dependence and trust that he was willing to ask the hard question anyways. Jesus says in Matthew 21, verse 22, that if you believe, you receive whatever you ask in prayer. If you believe, right, if you have such great faith, you step out, you, whatever you see, ask in prayer, you receive it. Simply this, if you believe, you ask. If you're dependent and you trust and you turn around and ask for some crazy, crazy things in life. Why? Because that's what God wants you to do. Not relying on yourself, leaning into him, let him show you what your next steps need to be. And right now, some of you are reading this verse up on the screen and you're thinking, come on. I have so many reasons why this can't be true. That can't happen. I've asked God for stuff in the past, and he didn't show us, show us the way. He didn't answer my prayer. Well, sometimes maybe God's answer is no, because God's plan is the best. I'd hate to know, see where my life would be if I started answering my own prayers. Happens by asking. Baby faith, childlike faith. Maybe to understand this best, maybe we just need to stand up and walk over and spend some time over the kids in kids ministry and start having a conversation with them. Some parents in the room are like, no, I dropped them off for a reason. And the other workers are in here like, no, we were over there first service. But we need to get ourselves before kids, sit with them one-on-one, -on -one, learn on their dependence on their parents, and trust they have. They're so, so amazing when it comes to their faith. When it comes to kids, they ask everything. Nothing's off limits when it comes to kids. Nothing. They just keep on asking and asking and asking and asking. And you're like, come on, no more questions. Why, 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 why? And I think about kids. And I think if we step back and start looking at them through the lens of Scripture, and then you and I started approaching God with the same kind of curiosity, the same kind of trust, the same kind of dependence. I think our eyes would be open to some radical differences in what God wants us to be doing. If I fully depend on him, I fully trust, I'm going to ask. Plain and simple. See, the sole bridge between the deep-driven doubt and the human condition and the all-sufficiency and the powerful God is faith. It's the bridge. Are we going to cross it? Do we, do we depend on it? Do we trust it? Are we going to ask him? Do we live it out in our lives? Are we going to take God at his word? And if we do, are we going to ask? I'm going to ask God to restore my family. I'm going to ask God to help me forgive my wayward child. 
I'm going to come before God and ask him to meet me financially or my physical needs. Why? Because I'm dependent on him. I'm trusting in him. I'm just going to ask him. And when I, things go awry, my world gets flipped upside down, I'm going to ask God to remind me that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. That he's always present. That he loved me so much he sent his son to die on a cross for me. That's baby faith. Dependence, trust, and ask. So think through those three points. What are you dependent on that you need to be before God? Right now. Who are you dependent on? Where are you not trusting God in your life? What are you not allowing him to have access in your life? Where are you not saying, okay, I believe that there's a bridge that actually step across because he's not, is he truly going to be there? Maybe it's come time to come before God with his child, childlike faith and just start asking him some questions. Maybe there's a situation you need before him and start asking him for some answers. Baby faith. Foundational first step to crazy faith. So I want you to, I want you to pull out your phones. Probably the only time I'm going to ask you to do this. I want you to take, I'm going to show you some three truth statements on the screen. And I want you to take a picture of them. You don't have your phone, Bob? I know you have a smartphone now. This is, this is, smart it's smart at home. All right. Pull out your phone and take a picture. Where it says, I depend in desperation. Why? Because knowing that I have no other choice, that I should fully and completely depend on God. That I'm going to trust through verification. Why? Why? Because I'm watching God show up and work day in, day out in my life. The more I depend on him, the more he comes through and leads me, I can trust through verification that he is an awesome God, especially as I read his word. And finally, I'm going to ask, I'm going to depend, I'm going to trust, and I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask with great expectation. Why? Because God can do exceedingly more than I can ask or imagine. That's baby faith. So what I want you to do, you take a picture of this, I want, you to, I want you to read these out loud for the next seven days. Read them out loud for the next seven days. I don't care when you do it, but stop and read them. Maybe the beginning of the morning. Say, I will depend, I will trust, I will ask, and then show God, watch God show you what baby faith truly looks like and how you live it out in life. And let that lead you to where we're going next week and talk about maybe faith. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for this opportunity to come and worship you and praise you and thank you and, and uh, just lift up this idea of what it looks like to have baby faith in our life. We think, Lord, many times that we need to have this faith the size of a mountain to do what you've called us to do, what's right in front of us. But you're saying, no, 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 I'm right here. Take me at my word. Trust me to be dependent on me and just ask where you want me to where you want to go, what you've called me to do. So, Lord, as I, I pray as we walk through this series, that you'll show us what we're holding on to, that you'll show us what we're depending on ourselves and not on you, that you show us where our lack of trust is 
and then you show us how to come to you and ask. May we be in bended knee. May we call you Lord and just follow you faithfully. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen.